This is the Daily Wrestling News for December 16th, 2020. I am coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. My name is Ryan Joy, and I am joined today by the host of the Essential Wrestling Podcast and the owner of ProWrestlingPick'em.com. He is Mr. Al Carl. Al, good morning. How's everything going today, Ryan? Very good, very good. It's a beautiful day here in Florida. Uh, got caffeine, I'm ready to roll. Snowing? No, no, it's not coming down yet. Uh, we're getting about two feet headed our way. Uh, it's about to start, uh, according to the weatherman, in, in a couple hours, and then it's supposed to go for about 24, so uh, 24 hours, about for a full day. So it's, uh, I got some shoveling ahead of me. I got my hoodie on. I got my, you know, I'm ready to roll. So one of the many reasons that uh, that we love Jersey on on these shows. <laughs> <laughs> Today's agenda, we have the ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day. We are going to recap Impact. We're going to talk about what's on the docket for NXT and MLW Fusion. Uh, by the way, if you want to know what's on docket for Dynamite, that is going to be on yesterday's show. We went through that in detail, so head over there. Um, episode 13. We got some news, some trivia, and then we'll get out of here. So... Al, if you've got your tools for success, your caffeine, you're ready to roll, we'll ring the bell and we'll get on to Okay, the ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day is brought to you by Free Cake, the new album from the Black Cats, available now everywhere you listen to music. Al, today's question is, what do you traditionally have for Christmas dinner? Well, I can tell you what I'm not having was that plate of ram chops I was supposed to have last week. Um, that was uh, an ass whooping uh, I was not expecting. I like playing that other Los Angeles team better, but um, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we're, we're we're kind of we're we're Italian family. We usually do uh, an Italian like lasagna yeah. with uh, you know the meatball sausage and uh, the prosciutto. Uh, I think it's called. I guess it has you know like the, the pork and it's kind of rolled mm -hmm. up. Uh, big ongoing debate with my family whether raisins are supposed to be in there or not, and uh, it's an ongoing discussion every year. So uh, yeah, we uh, we kind of we, we kind of stick with the Italian style. Uh, my father makes an antipast. Uh, yeah. it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, my mom and dad do Italian these days, but when I was growing up, they they did like a ham dinner basically. Um, in married life, it turned into turkey or prime rib at my mm -hmm. my uh, wife's cousin's house. And here in pa in pandemic Florida, we're having barbecue this year. Yes, I'm actually. Uh, yeah, we're gonna be. Say, we're, everything's getting a little crazy up here in Jersey. Uh, we're probably gonna be having you know Christmas here with just uh, my wife and my stepson. I might try. I might try to do the lasagna. I did okay with the turkey on Thanksgiving. I might try the lasagna this year myself. So. Yep. Yep. You've got that turkey microwave six hour deal down. So. Yeah. Yeah. As long as like I said, as long as I heard, as long as you wash it with warm water and soap, uh, you know, when you put it in the microwave for a couple hours, uh, it comes out pretty good. So. All right. How about some wrestling? <laughs> Don't take care. You know, I promised with this morning show that we would do some cooking type of segment, and uh, I'm not sure that we're going to hire El Carl for the cooking segment. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everything. But he does know wrestling, so let's let's dive into uh, Impact from last night. Uh, the show starts with Tennille Dashwood leveraged a distraction from Caleb to hit a spotlight kick on Alicia Edwards for the pinfall victory in five minutes and five seconds. Um, 
then we moved right into uh, some some Kenny Omega stuff. Um, Shelly and Saban were talking about the three-step process to get back in the title picture, and then Callis and Omega fire up Anderson for his match with Chris Saban. Carl left the RV to take care of Saban ahead of time, but Swan stopped him in the hall. Then later in the night, uh, during the main event, Carl did defeat Chris Saban in 17:02 by rolling up him, rolling him up, and hooking the tights. That led to a brawl backstage between Rich Swan, the Motor City Machine Guns, Carl, Carl Anderson, a returning Luke Gallows, and Kenny Omega. Don Callis used his executive privilege to create a six-man tag match for Hard to Kill. Al, this is the first real shot. Yeah, yeah, I was excited about this. You know, Kenny kind of mentioned uh, halfway through, uh, I think he apologized to Callis on the bus for what he was about to do. Uh, Doc Gallows coming back, that was a little bit of a surprise. You know, I guess it's been four weeks. Yep. Um, maybe I guess they taped this. I guess he missed the tapings. That was the reason why he was out for 46. But, uh, um, yeah, he, he came back. He was there. They, uh, they mentioned the Bull Club. They didn't shy away from that. They did the four life. Yep. And um, I believe somebody put on your conversation thread, this is this pay-per-view is going to break records. And we got uh, yeah, Kenny Omega. We got champion versus champion uh, in a six-man tag. Yeah, I think this is going to be – probably impacts best uh, pay-per-view numbers in quite a while. Yeah. Although, I mean, Slammiversary, there was so much hype for that show. So. Yep, yep. So we'll see what happens. But that was really, the, I mean, that was the main story coming out of Impact. Um, but that the reason I brought it up that way is that we started right in the beginning of the show with the Shelly and Saban interview, and they just had that thread carried all the way through to the closing segment. So I wanted to kind of put all that together. But a bunch of other stuff did happen on the show. Um, Moose came out and said he put Willie Mack on the shelf for a few few weeks. Willie Mack came out during that promo to say he never gave up. The referee stopped the match. And Willie Mack challenged Moose to an I Quit match, uh, which was made official for Genesis on January 9th. And, Al, that's our first match for Genesis. Yeah, Willie, uh, he, he's, I don't know if he's catching the hint or not here. <laughs> just The past couple times, it's just been that the forearm thing, and that's always the problem. The referee's stopping the match. Uh, Willie's not getting unless they're not giving up on his own, but he, he took it out of the ref's hands. So good for him. Uh, he's out to prove something. Uh, Moose, like I said, he's, he's been changed ever since uh, it was a bound for glory with EC3. Right. Um, yep. So he's been changed. He's, he's very just – Focused, I guess, in controlling the narrative. Um, Willie Mack has really knocked out the best of any feud he's been in recently. He started the year on such a hot streak. He went undefeated for six months. Then Chris Bay came along, and ever since then, Moose or uh, Willie Mack has the only matches he's won have been uh, ref, referee reversal decision yep. with, uh, with Moose, basically. So, uh, good luck, Willie Mack. I don't feel good about you in that match. When we pick it, Al, I can make my pick right now. <laughs> yes, you know, I was thinking about it, too. I, I got a couple ways Willie can win this. I'm not giving up on him just yet. He's got the best oh. entrance music in wrestling right now. I don't know why. They, they got to re-push, re-push Willie right now. Yeah, yeah. Chocolate Thunder. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I was trying to think of somebody really bad, or somebody that had really bad music to compare him to, um, but I – couldn't come up with one really fast. No, it's just Willie's got it. Yeah. So Chris Bay had a match with Manic, but Chris Bay spoke to former X Division champion Rohit Raju in the back. Uh, Bay convinced Rohit that by removing Manic's mask, Impact would would force Manic slash TJP to give the title back to Rohit. Rohit liked the plan, so he accompanied Bay to ringside. Deep in the match, 
which was only three minutes. Uh, jump, <laughs> Rohit jumped in the ring, and Chris Bay taunted Rohit. After Rohit struck Bay, the referee called for the bell. Actually, it was 10-20, awarding a disqualification to victory to Chris Bay. So Chris Bay gets a win, kind of outsmarts uh, Rohit Roju. Uh, we're probably going to have uh, some retaliation from Rohit, I think, on this. Yeah, well, like I said, you know, Chris Bay still owed him one from Rohit mm-hmm. winning the X Division title to begin with. So good for Chris Bay. It was a weird plan. I really... Yeah, it's uh, weird. All right, I'm gonna annoy Chris Bay to the point where he's gonna hit me, you know. With the it was it was a weird plan, but he got the win. That's what he was, he was looking for. Um, and he had the right idea. The easy way to to get Rohit involved. So all I got to do is take the mask off. And I could have swore at um a final resolution. Rohit was actually trying to do that during his match. Oh. Um, that was kind of my way out of it too, because I picked Rohit. Um, I was always going to pick him with these open challenges. I mean, like, if he rips that mask off, the match is over. You know, yeah. I thought like, that was maybe how he was going to win. So, um, yeah, Chris Bay, uh, he, he's he, he, he's he's thinking right now. He's he's trying to wait to get some sort of championship. Well, he had to get a W. He's coming off two big losses at Super J Cup and at, at Final Resolution, so needed to get that W. Yeah, and then he lost to Willie Mack uh, the week before. Was it Willie Mack? He lost the yeah. Didn't he lose yeah. the match before? He lost the match, but then he actually got the championship match because of it. You know, he fell upwards, right. which I thought was yep. weird. So the issues with the North continue as Josh Alexander tells Ethan Page to get help, and Ethan Page says, "We will," and <laughs> leaves. Brian Myers comes by, offers to be Josh Alexander's new partner. Uh, Alexander thinks he'd just rather beat him up, so that's what they do. It leads to a match. Ethan Page comes out partway through the match, and Myers takes him out. And then Ethan Page would return as the karate man, and he hit Myers with a series of strikes, calling for the disqualification. Um, it's kind of like two matches right in a row, yeah. ending the same way. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Ethan Page showing some range here, so that's fun. Yeah, like I said, we actually just watched uh... – the Twitter video we put up a couple days ago, the uh, the, the Mighty Morphin uh, Gimmick Rangers, he calls them. Yeah. So, yeah, so, Ethan uh, Page is a good thing. I believe he was on Talking Shop with the Karate Man because Carl Anderson kept on referencing him uh, as the Karate Man uh, during their few that you know that literally just ended. But Anderson was kind of you know calling him that. Come on, Karate Man, come on, you know it's so. Yeah, yeah, uh, good range, interesting. Um, not sure where this is going to go. Uh, Ethan Page did say over in some interview recently that regardless of what happens uh, with contracts and stuff, the North is not going to break up forever type of thing. They're deep friendship, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff, yeah. brotherhood. So um, Josh Alexander and Ethan Page still buddies, even even if they split up on TV. Yeah, and when he said we, I mean, obviously it was the reference to the Karate Man. That's what it ended up being. But my first thought was like, okay, well, the contract's up. Mm-hmm. They could sign. If he signed with AEW, I mean, with everything that's going on right now, he could actually still stay home in Impact sure. until a swerve happens, and then he comes out on Dynamite the next night type deal. You know, I always thought, like, we have your back. I mean, is he talking about, like, AEW? Does he have, like, already have, a, like, a group that he's – Associating himself because there's so many factions in, in AEW. I believe somebody just wrote an article about that for the Eastern Observer. Um, but and I thought maybe that Ethan Page was like, "Okay, we got your back. We as an AEW, like we'll we'll take care of you, Josh." You know. But then, yep. But it turns out just to be the Karate Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan win their knockouts tag team tournament match over Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary in 631, thanks in part to the involvement of Jersey's own Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, Kiara Hogan asked Tasha Steeles about the money in the backstage area, uh, and Tasha swears that she doesn't have it anymore. She doesn't know where it is. Tasha even shows Kiara the inside of her fanny pack. Johnny Swing Swinger comes by, makes a few passes, which are unsuccessful again because they want to know whose uncle that is. The ladies ditch him, but they leave the fanny pack. Swingman's excited because there's a new fanny pack, and he finds the uh, the gimmicked pocket where Steels was hiding the money. So now the money is in the possession of Johnny Swinger. Al, two main stories here. Yes. The Swinger has the money. Yeah. Steels and Hogan are moving on. Yeah, it, it was a beautiful thing, Jersey helping Jersey out right there. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo from Hackstown helping out Tasha Steeles from the Brick City in beautiful Newark. So that, that, that brought a tear to my eye um, as Karen Hogan, they booked their ticket to hard to kill. But then you got the little incident, a little deception. Uh, Tasha playing a little ha-ha with the money. You know, she's kind of swerving her friend there trying to take the money for herself. And then just like I mentioned last night on the Essential Wrestling Podcast, you know, the, the way you can always lure Bray Wyatt in is with a rocking chair. The same can be said with Johnny Swinger in a fanny pack. You know, Johnny Swinger sees a fanny pack, especially a gold one. You know, Daddy, he could use an upgrade. Uh, then he saw the the, the kayfabe compartment, I believe he saw. Yes. So, uh, and I, you yeah, know, yeah. Steels did, you know, hide a little bit from, from Hogan, but I bet you they're still Gucci, don't you think? I, I would hope so. And well, now that she's really lost it, you know, then now she'll be like, see, I told you I didn't have it. Now, you know, I think she could play it off to the point where – they could, uh, you know, stay together and hopefully win those tag titles come January 16th. But, uh, yeah, they even put the swingman's gear. And the third story coming out of this little sequence <laughs> here is also Taya Valkyrie and Deanna Parazzo. I, yes. I think that's a certainty for the uh, – Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be great. That's going to be absolutely I'm, – I'm looking forward to that one, you know. That's, that that's, that's to me feels like a pay-per-view match. I don't, I don't think that's Genesis. I think that's pay-per-view. I, I would love to see that hard to kill. You know, give them the proper time and the proper, uh, you know, you know. Have, usually they'll they'll throw the knockouts championship. They didn't do it at Final Resolution because you know everything that's happened with Carl Anderson and where he's going. But that could be the match before the six man yeah. tag, and and they'll and and Taya and Deanna will one hundred percent knock it out of the park. Sure, sure. Okay, uh, I'm excited to see the Swingman at Jingle Brawl. I might yeah, ask him. Yeah, yeah, Daddy. I might I, if he's if he's got that gold shiny fanny pack though I, I might uh that'd be awesome <laughs> have to ask about that so a couple other um, minor stories on on uh, impact Eric Young baptized Cody Deaner in change he yes. said Deaner tossed away his hat at the end of the baptism as he walked out of the jail cell so who knows what's happening here but um, Tommy Dreamer he uh, talked with uh, Rhino and cousin Jake who were complaining about. What Young has done to their tag partners, and he told them to get after Eric Young before it gets worse. Yep. Dreamer's like the uh, the conscience of Impact Wrestling. I feel. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's being a locker room leader. That's yeah. what he tried to do with the more. Like you're gonna let these guys in our building. Oh no, Dreamer. He, he's been there. He's done that. He's seen it all. Uh, Dreamer says something. You listen. Uh, Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone took out another commercial for Impact. Um, those are hysterical. I mean, they're they're very very good. I, they should do them all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tony Khan, you know, he's being passive aggressive. That's fine. 
Um, I you know this the first, these are the first two times I've ever seen Tony Khan on camera. I guess maybe that's that's for everybody. I don't know if he's ever done anything else. Uh, completely passive aggressive, which is which is that's good. Shivani throwing some serious shade at Impact though. Shivani's <laughs> uh, he's being more blunt about it. I guess like I said, uh, we I put on the minutes of bell time the public group. Uh, the video, his one cup of coffee with, with, with TNA back in the day, and I guess it didn't end well. Uh, yeah. I got into an argument with Mike Tanay. But, yeah, Shivani, yeah, we got you know, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Zane, the two greatest impact guys of all time. They're with us now. Uh, <laughs> they asked about all the fans, and they said, what, you know, he was just. Yeah. No Tony. <laughs> well, uh, AC Romero insists that Larry D is innocent or somebody put him up to it or whatever the case may be. Tommy Dreamer also has the conscience of the locker room. Says, "Okay, just go prove it." Yep. Oh. Give him a chance. Yeah. Might be a friend. So uh, until then, I like to think of Larry D in the corner of the impact zone in a cage. Yep. There yeah. you go. Uh, AC Romero walks by with a slice of pizza every couple hours to you know <laughs> feed him. <laughs> feed it's him. AC's job to feed him during the day. <laughs> it's, uh, let's be honest. It's. Uh, I don't want to make a joke like that, but it's probably a half-eaten slice of pizza that he has. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why did nobody bite this? Sorry, it was a long walk. <laughs> I thought I ordered pepperoni. Well, I, I ate pepperoni. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. So that was Impact. Fun show, as always. Um, really cool to see the integration with AEW. Uh, tonight on NXT, we have... Four advertised matches that have been advertised pretty much all week, so um, that's that's really good to let us know what's happening. Um, Leon Ruff and Kushida, this was announced last week, will be facing yeah. Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano of the new faction, The Way. The Way. What do you think about that match? You think uh, Kushida and Gargano are going to end up spinning but, off this? And that's what I love about it. I know you've mentioned uh, in episodes past, you thought maybe Kushida would be in the world title picture. Um, I have just been begging for him and Santos Escobar to get added for the Cruiserweight title. Um, I believe Tyler and I, episode one, way back in uh, April or May, whenever we started the Essential Wrestling Podcast, that's Kushida, Kushida, Kushida in that division, uh, to eventually end up going against Devlin to unify the title again. Uh, but yeah, you know what, a North American title, it's a nice meeting point, I think. I think it's going to be great matches if those two end up getting together. Um, I like the way I like Austin Theory maybe trying to get back on the winning ways uh, tonight. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with Austin Theory pinning Leon Ruff. Um, you know, trying to get some momentum, uh, momentum back in Theory because you know, said so Theory, you know, he's let's say whatever punishment he was on, it's got to be over by now. You know, they, they're doing something with him. He's got it. You know, with the the way now, I think uh, let Austin get this one. And he said, you know, I love Leon Ruff. That was a lot of fun. That was shocking. But I, I think Leon Ruff's going to go back to being Leon Ruff um, until he gets some pyro. And then once we get pyro out of Leon Ruff, then uh, we can start to you know, get back well, on the way. You know, as we do with former presidents, you know, President Kennedy, President Clinton, President Bush, from now on, we refer to Leon Ruff as former NXT North American champion Leon Ruff. That's it. And that's yeah, it's more than what I can say. I, <laughs> there you go. Um, and yeah, maybe you have a Leon Ruff Austin Theory feud spinning off of this too, mm -hmm. where one of them gets a legitimate win. Um, so you have Pete Dunn and Kyle O'Reilly. They're they're gonna they're gonna meet, and the winner will face Finn Balor at New Year's Eve. Well, we've seen this match before. Yeah, recently. Uh, yeah, but um, you know, 
either one of the the real question is which one do you want to see face Finn Balor? Now we've seen Kyle O'Reilly Riley recently, but there's a gripe there because he broke Finn Balor's jaw. Yep. Pete Dunn and Finn Balor, I mean, that's that's money. Yeah, that's and that's what I think they're gonna have to do to go head to head with night two of New Year's Smash. Cause yeah. you know Kenny Omega is gonna be on on that second card, maybe defending the title, maybe doing something with Anderson and Gallows. Like they're gonna it, it, January was it gonna be the fifth? January sixth. I'm sorry, January fifth is a Tuesday. That's the Eddie Edwards Danny Callahan match. Um, that January sixth is gonna be a packed night. That's gonna be very very interesting, and I think uh, Hunter will throw Pete Dunne at, at Finn Balor because of that. Yeah, January sixth is gonna be ridiculous because. NXT is running a, a theme show, AEW is running a theme show, and little old MLW is running a theme show as well. So it's going to be a, a yeah, Leo Rush facing Myron Reed for the middleweight championship on, on Kings of Coliseum from MLW. So Ooh. we'll talk about that at a future time. But the the other big story from NXT tomorrow night or tonight is that Two Action is getting another match. Um, they haven't, they've been, uh, they've yet to come up with a victory, as you like to say, but this time they're going to try to face Karrion Cross for that victory. So, uh, what odds do you give to action in this match? Yeah, two action, his brother in action over in AEW. They just can't, they just can't buy a bucket right now. So, you know, Karrion Cross, I think his undefeated streak's going to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Karrion, Karrion Cross returns to action tonight to face unnamed opponent. Um, we could throw out some names like maybe Liam Gray or Mike yeah. Green or John Smith. I yeah, I say John Smith. Gary Mahefi always likes to throw his name. In, yeah. uh, he's the icon. He likes to throw his name into these uh, into these matches yeah. as well. And then uh, NXT UK running back the uh, Rip, Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm feud. Um, this is real interesting because Rhea Ripley has recently had her Io Shirai shot. Tony Storm's kind of on the way up. And it looked like Tony was positioning herself to climb into that and have a future title match. Um, Rhea Ripley could stop her, though, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to pick this one. But. Yeah, these, these two have an absolutely epic rivalry. Uh, it's been a crawl. I mean, they were both in uh, both May, May Young Classics. They never crossed paths in that. Yeah. Uh, the second NYC, they both made it to the semifinals. Uh, I believe that was a trivia question you asked somebody. Rhea Ripley lost to Io Shirai, who then eventually yes. lost to Tony Storm in the final. Um, but then the first time they came across, it was the, it was the finals of the UK Women's Championship Tournament. Rhea won that one. Tony uh, won the rematch at UK Takeover Blackpool. Um, so they traded the belt, and then uh, they fought at Worlds Collide. You know, Tony came out in January when Rhea Ripley was at the height of her game, and Tony Storm's like, "Last time we fought, I beat you. I'll do it again this time for the NXT Women's Championship." But Rhea got it done. So Rhea's leading the series right now, two to one. I got Tony in this. I said it last night on the EWP. Uh, this is a new Tony. This is a heel Tony. Uh, by any means necessary, Tony. Um, I, I, she, she's got it. She's this is big for her. She's got to come out on top here. And listen, Rhea, she's lost proof. So I, yeah. I think if, uh, if Rhea wins this, this is going to be detrimental to Tony. So this is a big match for Tony Storm. By hook or crook, she's going to cheat. Obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Storm with a with a cheap victory here, um, and then hopefully that leads into, you know, you already got Raquel Gonzalez who's really lined up for New Year's Evil, 
But, you know, Tony Storm's got to be in that picture too pretty soon after. Yeah, it's it, Tony for TakeOver. You know, Raquel Gonzalez, yeah. Raquel Gonzalez had the title match at New Year's Evil. Um, and then there's going to be a TakeOver, in, I don't know, Rumble weekend or maybe in February last year because they did uh, NXT TakeOver Portland. Uh, that was a big show when Charlotte Flanner came out. So, um, yeah, I, I would say take over for Tony. Let Tony get some momentum going into uh, the next big event for them. All right, that's NXT tonight. Uh, also tonight we have uh, Major League Wrestling has their show starting at 7 o'clock. A um, bunch of stuff on the show. Buku Dao versus L.A. Park Jr. in a double debut match. Uh, Mads Kruger is facing two men in a handicap match. Pro Wrestling Illustrated will issue the MLW Top 10. ACH versus Tom Lawler in the Opera Cup semifinals. The winner will face Low Key. And Alexander Hammerstone returns to action. Another one of those two action fights. <laughs> yes. They don't do well on MLW either. No, no. And Hammerstone, a, he's a big boy, if I remember correctly. I watched him. Yeah. I guess it was that first uh, pay-per-view that the NWA came out. It was, uh, was it Bennett and Nick Aldis? Yes, yep. And I think Hammerstone had the first. I got a glimpse of him. He's a big boy. He is. He is. Nightmare Pendulum is his, is his like signature move, and he brings the guy up into a suplex position, and then like literally pendulums him down, and like uh, almost like a scorpion death, inverted scorpion death drop type of thing. Pretty, pretty cool to see. Yeah. So that gets us out of the world of recaps and out of the world of uh, stuff in that world. So. We got some news. Today's news is brought to you by the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, where you can get a weekly recap of the week's top stories authored by me for you for free. Sign up now at bodyslambrigade.com. So, Al, the story we must talk about Monday Night Raw did 1.5 million viewers this week, down from last week, 1.7 million. They also did a 0.41 in the 1849 demo, which is down from 0.51. Um, this is the lowest rating of all time for Monday Night Raw. And in the demo, AEW last week did 0.45, and if they maintain that, they will defeat Raw this week. Um, so we've got to talk about it because it is news. Um I didn't necessarily think that Raw was horrific or anything. Um, yeah. It was kind of par for the course. But um, typically when we see something like this happen, McMahon reacts. Tons of rumors. I don't think anything's confirmed right at the moment, but um, we're probably going to see changes because two things. McMahon has pride, and yeah. he will he will try to do something. And the network will get on him. USA will get on them for for uh, for ratings. So um, that's news. Yeah, and it's a you know SpongeBob. This all you want, whatever you know. Every once in a while, I'll see an article where Vince Russo's name popped up, um, and you know he's. I guess he has some kind of personal connection to somebody at USA Network, and there's been about two or three different occasions, different articles written by that USA is just absolutely furious. Uh, with Vince McMahon and Monday Night Raw, so I, I I don't know what the answer is. I said I'm I'm an easy critic. Maybe when people tune in, like okay, I can't wait for Raw tonight, and the first thing they see is the Miz reading, you know, the Nightmare Before TLC, and they just turn it right off, and then 
You know, you're going head-to-head against Monday Night Football, but, you know, you've been doing that for 25 years now, so I don't know if you want to blame uh, Monday Night Football, even though that was a, an incredible game between the Ravens and the Browns. Um, but it's I, – I don't, I don't know. You know, is it Vince – I don't know. Yes, he reacts, and it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be quick, and – Yeah. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. We'll see what happens. Um one never knows. So, hope you know, sometimes the reaction is good. Sometimes it's warranted. Um, the only problem is that it's nice if they think three, four, five steps ahead. Um, and that's yeah. that's where they get in trouble if they don't do it because then the storylines kind of suffer. Um, they just throw something out there and see if it sticks without really a plan for it, raw underground. Um, yep. So uh, there you go. Um, Impact announced that the next two weeks are going to be holiday specials. Um, now, according to PW Insider, that basically means that they're going to do best of shows with announcements for year-end awards. So uh, they might not own the night anymore if they're, they're going to be doing replays. But. Yeah, yeah, they're they, they're just going to let uh now see the thing is now it makes sense. I'm just like, how are they doing this the, the women's knockout tournament? Yeah, so early they're going to have like three weeks before hard to get. Well, they're taking two weeks off, so. Yeah, yeah, it's you know it's the holidays. I guess people are are finalizing stuff for the holidays. I know Hanukkah already started. I haven't done the math. I don't know if eight days falls on next Tuesday or not, but I know Christmas is right around the corner. Festivus is on twenty third. It's the next night. Um, I know NXT and AEW they almost canceled their shows because of Festivus, but they will go on. Uh, yeah, uh, the plan. But um, yeah, they just two weeks off. We'll take a little bit of a break, and we got the Swingman on the fifth. Was then they're coming back strong with Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. You know, that's not by accident. If they're going to lose people, they're going to bring them back with probably the, the biggest blood feud that they have ever had. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, and then they, I mean, they have a jam-packed start of the year. They got the, the Impact Plus show, then they got the yep. pay-per-view. Yeah, so it's going to be – they're not going to come back like half speed. It's going to be two weeks, and I think they're going to take this two weeks to really solidify that those cards for us, so. Yeah, make the game plan, and then you know what? In in two weeks, on January 5th, the show should start. The show's got to start with Kenny Omega, not in the van, but in that ring. Doing yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got to get in the ring. Um, New Japan announced three main three shows for the Road to Tokyo Dome, uh, mostly tag matches with Tokyo Dome opponents facing off against each other with their factions. The one big championship match I can't resist talking about is the KOPW 2020 Provisional Trophy. Whomever wins the match will win for the year because it'll be the final. It's on the final show of the year. Yeah. Um, the match is Toru Yano versus Bad Luck Fale. Fans are currently voting on the stipulations. You can get that at NJPW Global on Twitter. Bad Luck Fale's proposal is a body slam match where the first to slam their opponent will win. This is coming off storyline from World Tag League where Yano was sure he could body slam Fale. Yeah. Uh, Yano's proposal is, okay, I'll, I'll take the body slam stipulation, but also we want a four-quarter pad removal stipulation where whoever removes the last quarter pad will win the match. So uh, interesting stuff there. It should be fun. <laughs> yeah, I can't see the fans doing doing Toro Yano dirty like this and putting him in a body slam match. Now this is this is gonna be 
This has got Toroyanu uh, walking away with this. I voted last. I voted last night, and it was seventy percent in favor of Yano's proposal. At the yeah, you, they're not, not going to do Yano dirty like that. Not against Fale. I'm sure. I'm sure they put him against Fale just because they knew he wouldn't get the. Yeah. You know, the vote. Taya Valkyrie filed for a trademark for her ring name, so that's good. Protect yourself. Yeah, that's good. Um, now it's yeah. And Jake Chris has officially parted ways with Impact. He declared that on Twitter yesterday, thanking them for his time and um, his time there, and that he's grown from the experience. And we haven't seen him on TV basically since the uh, the speaking out movement. Yeah, his brother got in trouble with that, right? His brother got in trouble with that, right? Correct. And then yeah. he was in a storyline with Joey Ryan at the time, so they just kind of. Yeah, and another I think it's weird. I want to say Jake Crist is married to Nevea too. So I was actually wondering if he was going to stick around. Yeah, uh, apparently it's over. Um, but best of wishes to him, I guess. Or yeah, yeah, definitely future future endeavors, I guess. Yeah. Okay, Al, it's that time. Stretched. Nah, I'm ready. ready to go. I'm ready to go. It is time for trivia. So, here we go. Today's trivia is brought to you by my new book. Um, it's over 1,100 pages right now. I've tracked more than 400 wrestlers from the WWE main roster, NXT, Impact, AEW, and Ring of Honor throughout the year. This book will have all the 2020 win-loss data that I've collected on them. It's an intense amount of data. Right now, you can buy it for 10 bucks. The price goes to 20 on one one. You can get it at thewinsandlosses.com. I tell you what, that's probably just a great collector's item just because of the craziest, craziestness alone of 2020. Uh, everything that is, it is just in life in general, but the fact that, you know, specifically WWE and AEW and even Impact, they trucked through it. They trucked through it. So, uh, you know, this was a crazy year. Uh, the show must go on, and they uh, they they proved it. And I'm definitely I have my I probably order it today. So well, it's interesting. Like if you go to somebody like Asuka, right, who who's been the Raw champion all year, and you just okay, but her record's kind of weird. It's kind of lopsided. It's kind of fifty fifty. And you kind of go start looking looking through. She had a heck of a year with losing a bunch of matches to Becky Lynch. Yep. And Becky Lynch exits the equation and. And then she had the issues with Sasha Banks. So you just kind of like replay that through your mind. And that's yeah. what you can do with the book. Yeah. And, and then the, the obvious feud of the year, Mysterios versus Seth Rollins. We get to relive that all over again as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, trivia. You get five questions. A simple majority correct gets you the W. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar Award. If you lose, you get a Hawkins. And today's theme is the Nightmare Before TLC. And I'm uh, I'm playing off of the segment, but what I yeah. really mean to is the pay per views in December that preceded TLC. All right, you you you're probably gonna, okay. Okay. So WWE has run the tables, ladders, and chair pay per view in December dating back to 2009. Al, what was the December pay per view in 2008? Uh, I'm gonna take a stab here just because it was the December pay-per-view uh, for a long time. Uh, my guess would be Armageddon. That is correct. Armageddon. Uh, Armageddon ran for about 10 years, actually. 
Um, Matt Hardy was the ECW champion at Armageddon 2008. He wrestled a non-title bout in the opening match. Who was his opponent? Your choices are A, Vladimir Kozlov, B, The Big Show, C, Bobby Lashley, or D, CM Punk. Yeah, you're going to get me on this. This is going to be a flat-out guess. Because uh, all of them were EC, uh, WWE, CW, I guess you want to call it that. Uh, 2008. Uh, I don't think Lashley would be there. I don't think he won the title till nine. Um, Big Show was always hovering around the title. Non-title match, by the way. Uh, yeah, I know, but he was always hovering around it. Non-title match. All right, I was, I was stabbing a dark. You threw him in there just for, I, I think, as a story. I'll, I'll go Kozlov. It was the undefeated Vladimir Kozlov that there started his undefeated streak. Yes. So you're two for two on your uh, on your Armageddon 2008 trivia. The finals of the Intercontinental Championship number one contender tournament came up next. It was Rey Mysterio versus this man in the finals. Was it... John Morrison, The Miz, Kofi Kingston, or CM Punk. So, all right. So, December two thousand eight. So you're in an area. You're in a gray area for me. Um, all these me all these wrestlers are active members of the roster at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't think Punk Punk was in ECW at the time. I don't think, and he never won the Intercontinental Title. So even if he was in the match, he lost it, and I don't think they did that. Um, Ray Ray in the Intercontinental Tournament Final against John Morrison didn't exist then because he was Johnny Nitro up until well, it might have been after the fact. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put him at. What were the other two options? It was it was Matt Hardy and who was the other one? John Morrison, The Miz, Kofi Kingston, and CM Punk. So not Matt yeah. Hardy. Um. I'll go Kofi. CM Punk is the answer. Oh wow! Okay. And I'm I'm just gonna quickly validate because you you've said something during this um, that's causing me to question. So I will do some verification here while we while we talk. But um, I could be completely wrong. Like I said, this is an extreme gray area. I don't remember when. It's because I think yeah, Punk may have been in ECW. He never won the Intercontinental title, so he if he was in that match, he lost it. Well, and that, he's been Intercontinental champion, so that's what I'm questioning because my uh, my source has here's my read: Ray Mysterio defeated the Miz and John Morrison on his way to the finals, while CM Punk defeated Snitsky and John Morrison on his way. Punk would win the match. The Intercontinental champion William Regal wanted a deserving challenger, which was the purpose of the tournament. CM Punk received his championship match on January 5th episode of Raw. But Regal got himself disqualified. And then my next note is Punk would capture the title two weeks later. Oh, maybe he was in the con. I don't remember him winning it. That's why that's what I think we need to uh we need to validate that point. I know Punk won the match, but we'll look that up. It doesn't make for good radio yeah. time. <laughs> uh Jeff Hardy defeated Edge and Triple H to win the WWE Championship in the main event. Uh the semi-main event. For the world championship was contested between john cena and this man was it a the undertaker b mark henry c chris jericho or d christian so this is december 2008 world title 
Sounds like Jericho to me. John Cena defeated Chris Jericho by submission using the STFU. You are 3-4-4. Your final question. The Armageddon pay-per-view ran from 1998 to this event, uh, to this event that we've been talking about in 2008. The December pay-per-view in 1998 was called a lot of numbers there. Armageddon's 99 to 2008. Yeah. I'm looking for a December pay-per-view of 1998. Okay. A, rock bottom in your house. B, in your house, degeneration X. C, in your house, house, it's time. Or D, in your house, number five. Well, okay, it wasn't five. Um, the degeneration X in your house, I want to say, was ninety-seven. Because Michaels was injured in 98. They didn't do their own DX pay-per-view with, with Road Dog Billy and X-Pac. So what would that do? Uh, in your house? Rock bottom, rock bottom in your house. It's time? Rock bottom rock in your bottom house. And it, in your house, it's time. Okay, so rock bottoms, because that would make sense. Because Rocky was champion. He just won the Survivor Series. So I'll just uh, I'll go with rock bottom against Mick Foley, probably. The Rock defended the WWF Championship against Mankind in the semi-main event of Rock Bottom. He lost the match due to referee stoppage, but Vince McMahon declared that Mankind was not to be champion because The Rock did not quit. Convenient. Steve Austin defeated The Undertaker in a buried alive match in the main event. There you go. And then the fun thing at Armageddon 99, the first Armageddon pay-per-view, that is where Hunter and Stephanie got together. <laughs> well, Al, you have gone four for five. That's Pretty terrific. We'll give you, since he's been in the news. Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> well, John Smith tomorrow will be next. Yeah, right? John Smith's next. <laughs> All right. Uh, Al, tell us about ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Yeah, well, ProWrestlingPick'em.com, it's, uh, it's the only pick'em site out there for professional wrestling. I put up uh, all of the pay-per-views. And uh, weekday specials such as uh, New Year's Smash coming up and New Year's Evil. Um, and you can start a pool with your friends. You pick the matches. There's a point system. Um, you know, you can play against your friends or you can join a, a public pool with whomever. You know, we have one of the Essential Wrestling Podcasts. Um, it's kind of like what they do for the NFL and football fans. There's nothing out there for wrestling fans. Um, I give you the platform to do it. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's free uh, for entertainment purposes only. Uh, not gambling site, but if you want to do it on your own, <laughs> you're more than welcome to. That's not on me. Yep. So uh, tomorrow's show, John Smith joins us to talk about the news of the day and whatever happens on Dynamite and NXT tonight. Uh, that's our show. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow.